I'll cue you in mm-hmm. three, two. Oh, what is up? Welcome to Bringing the Backups. I'm your host, Eric Helwig. This week on the show, we've got a great quarterback, Alex Van Pelt. One of the best from a fantastic team. You're going to love it. Yeah, all right. You can't go any further than that, can you? Nice attempt. <laughs> no idea Welcome who to Alex sh- Van Pelt is. Well, okay, enough of that. Welcome to the show. Uh, you hear Liz Galalas on the mic. I am Eric Helwig. I am your host. We do have a great show. My wife, uh, but also a lady from the Joel McHale show. I should have inter- I should have given you your professional credit first. Liz is in the house today. Literally, we live in the same house. Uh, she's going to be on the show. And then uh, we're doing Alex Van Pelt on this episode, which should be a lot of fun, guys. Uh, you know, I have a Bills Mafia people. Oh, he's from the Bills? He's from the Bills. Okay. Let me, Should have had me guess. Okay, let me let me get through the... That would have been fun. I'm trying to do the business of the podcast right now. So just let me get through this, and then we'll have we'll have our fun a little bit later. Great. Yeah, Bills fans. That's what I was trying to say. Bills fans on Twitter have been like, where's the Bills quarterback? And everybody was like, we got to get Frank Reich on, you know, because he's obviously, you know, on the Mount Rushmore backup quarterbacks. So I picked the guy that backed up Frank Reich. That's what happens when you give me suggestions, assholes, is I... I, I undercut you so we're going to talk about alex van pelt who's had uh he's the third string quarterback for the bills for many years got a couple starts in there we're going to give him his due on the show thank you to uh everybody that's been listening we obviously appreciate it of course as always reminders to support the show you can go to erichelwick.com to join my newsletter you can review the show on apple Podcasts. oh yeah that would be a good idea and of course as always you can write into the show, Eric Helwig Comedy at Gmail. I'll answer your questions. You can request a quarterback. And apparently, I won't listen to that request. I will intentionally not do the quarterback you want because I'm a contrarian. Right, Liz? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, my God. Jesus. My nice. Nice start. Look, I'm going to let you start off the show. You have to say, let's start the show. Let's start the show. Do you want to give me a line uh, read? No, give me Was a, that give me not a, good enough? Give me a little mustard on it. Let's start up the show. All right. Well, it's not a circus. <laughs> I, I split the difference. Here, hang on. Let, let, let's, I'll, I'll cue you. You give him a let's start the show and we'll do it. We have a great show. Liz Galalas is with us. We're talking to Alex Van Pelt. You know what time it is, everybody. Time to start the show. You all right? I just hit myself in the lip with the mic. This is Bringing the Backups with Eric Helwig. Fuck yeah. How about that little drum? Little drums? I was air drumming. I saw you air drumming. People can't see, but I was air drumming. Now, Liz, I've been told you're going to be coming into this podcast with a lot of energy, a lot of... uh, a lot of passion. Yeah, it's 10.30 p.m. I had a blood draw today, so I'm at my best. Mm. Anytime a comedian can have a good bloodletting, usually that <laughs> that speaks to a really good show that we're going to have. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Liz and I are, uh, in, we are in we are wed. holy matrimony. We have been wed, betrothed to one another. Mm-hmm. For life. For life. Until death do us part, baby. And then even then, I'd say we're probably going to go a little past that, right? In the afterlife, right? We agreed no San Junipero. Yes. I don't want I don't want my consciousness to go on while you're gone. Right. But that said, one of us is going to go first and there's going to be a decision to be made. Perhaps. 
unless uh, unless we go together, you know, notebook style, notebook style, or you know, plane crash or something. Yeah, it's a nice vibe to start <laughs> off the show. <laughs> Let's keep uh keep down on Let's this plan track. our own deaths. I mean, look, people do that. Okay, what? What? They plan their deaths. I mean, that's about to get real dark. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> look, I don't think anybody's listening to bringing the backups being like, I don't know if I'm going to end it this week. Let's see how Eric and Liz approach mm-hmm. Alex Van Pelt, and then I'll make up my mind. Yeah. I don't think we're swaying anybody one way or another. But, you know, it yeah. It gets better. I guess. Uh, Alex Van Pelt is our quarterback for the show. We're going to be talking about him a little bit later. Eric means he will be talking no, about I, him. No, you can talk about him too. I mean, I'm going to give you, I, I always go through the Wikipedia Van page. Pelt, isn't that Lucy's last name from Peanuts? Isn't she like Lucy Van Pelt? I have no idea. I never. That's my contribution. I never found Peanuts to be very entertaining. Oh. Something about the animation on that show depresses me. Just old-timey animation. Although it's supposed to be kind of depressing because Charlie Brown is a down-in-the-dumps character. Yeah. I don't enjoy I, I don't I just I, I don't get it. I don't get the peanuts thing. Like the way just, they dance is kind of delightful. It's just not delightful to me. I don't know. I'd I'd much rather watch like the X Men cartoon where they're like mm. and they're fighting and they're speaking and there's story. Stuff's happening. Nothing I mean, happen nothing happens in the peanut. They're all the, the it's it's hard for me to get into stuff. Charlie suffer- Brown waits for the great pumpkin. Yeah, like I said, nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens in Peanuts. He gets a sad little Christmas tree that he loves. Are you trying to sell the show to me right now? <laughs> these are, these are, he gets a pumpkin. He gets a sad tree. These are not um, entertaining they things. They have Thanksgiving and Snoopy makes toast mm. for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, to me, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I think it's a little bit of a, I think it's a little bit of a snooze fest. All right. That's kind of how I feel. This is going to be the rest of the hour. It's just us staring into each other's eyes. This is now a Peanuts fans podcast. You know what I'm a little worried about is that you and I have gotten comfortable in silence. Very comfortable. Obviously. We've, we've been comfortable. That was an early on thing, I feel, in our relationship. I think so, too. I don't think it's going to make for good radio. Oh, no, you're right. It's gonna, the podcast <laughs> will blow. The people at home don't want to enjoy our silence. No, because like I think people at home, like maybe they're not as comfortable with silence. Maybe they're in you know shitty relationships mm-hmm. where they're where the silence means like oh I gotta make mm-hmm. this person love me in these moments. So like I think they're gonna hear our silence and yeah. they're gonna think oh they must be just like the tension uh-huh. like angry tension, uh-huh. not the sexual tension. Uh-huh. The anger of like uh-huh. a, a failed relationship is is seething through the 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 airwaves. But what they don't realize is that, like, when we're quiet, we're, we're comfortably quiet. We're just quiet. enjoying each other's company. Yeah, that's a really nice way to put it. Yeah. We should get into it. I'm getting sleepy. You get, get into the podcast? Yeah. We're eight minutes in. We've got to get to the sports. That's why people are here. That's not why people are here. Okay, I think, I think most people that listen to this podcast know that I talk about sports for, like, 10 to 15 minutes, I'm kind of pulling it out of my ass. And then the rest of the time, it's just kind of shooting the shit. Usually, I don't have another person here. This is a little change in format. But I couldn't go two weeks without a guest. I guilted you into coming onto the podcast. It's late. You just yawned. I'm trying to go an hour. So, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what minute 35 is going to look like with... I'm going to be real loopy. This is big for your career to be on this show. You have to view it that way. Yeah. It's a real opportunity. This IMDb credit is going to really, you're going to have your life before you came on bringing the backups Mm -hmm. a second time and 
after you came on. Yeah. Let's read an Apple review. Okay, so the title of this one says, All Birds fans have an interesting path. You have found yours. Go, Bird. Okay, the grammar on that is not That's awesome. just a review for the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All Birds fans have an interesting path. You have found yours. Go, Birds. That's the title of the review. And then the review goes... Great show, easy listening, and fun all wrapped in one. This is the Birdman underscore 951, and I'm out. Go Birds. Why are people signing their names on the Apple Podcast reviews? It's so weird. Also, I can see his name. It says by Birdman 951. So He's I've, a real fan. He is a real fan. Stop yawning I'm into so the microphone. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know I go to bed early. Could you imagine somebody 10 minutes I'm in? I'm so sorry. Just imagine you going on Rogan <laughs> 10 minutes in. You're lecturing him about his incorrect beliefs on yoga and going, ooh, like to millions of listeners. This show could have millions of listeners and you just disrespected them with a yawn. Hold the yawn. And, and, and now you're going to exhale deeply <laughs> into the microphone. I have microphone. no response. Like that's better. I have no response. I agree with you. It's rude. It's rude, hands down. It's rude to yawn while somebody is working very hard on some piece of art that they've created. It is a piece of but art. But also, I'm your wife and I'm tired. All right, let's read another review here. All right, the title of this one says, Great podcast, five stars. Great show. I love the concept and Eric, name spelled incorrectly, does a great job, funny stuff. You, I take a little bit of offense when people don't spell my name correctly. Like, it's on the little flyer. Right. Like, it says Eric Helwig right above where they wrote the review. Right. CK. They just have to read it. And is Eric, is E-R-I-K like a default spelling That is Eric the default people? spelling of Eric. I, that's how I would spell it if somebody just told me their name was Eric. Like, if I was a Starbucks barista and somebody said Eric, I would go E-R-I-C. Really? Yes. Um, and then with a K, that's like a funky European one. That's how I feel about the K. And then the C-K is just a total wild card. But if, so if you were just guessing, you would go E-R-I-K. No, I would go E-R-I-C. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's You're, what I said. No, you said K is the No, default. I said C. Maybe I said K. Well, you know, I'm You know what's nice you know what's nice about this? This this what? Ha- this happens very seldom. Oh, it's not. <laughs> I can fucking go you back. You can go back into the recording and we can find out who's oh, right and who's wrong. Shit. No, oh, I can't do it man. now. But when this podcast oh, is boy. done, we Something will go to look back. Forward to. Did I say C or did I say oh, K? Oh my do you wanna do you wanna We'll t- find out eventually. Not right now. But I'm saying, like, while while you're on record, you have a chance to. I know. You can commit. You can say, I definitely said oh, it right. Or you I can go. don't care. Great. Great to have you on the show. <laughs> uh, look, we're going to get to our first pre-planned bit. Uh, Liz, you're going to love this. This is a. Uh, what is it? Well, I don't know. Actually, now I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't tell you. I should just play the bit and let the reaction well, come. Well, I heard it. you rehearse all three bits. All right, great. I didn't rehearse them. You heard me record them. I heard you You also clipped that. your toenails <laughs> during my fingernails. the bit. They so, were, I was clipping my fingernails. I didn't know you were recording. Listen, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get to Alex Van Pelt. Some of my some of the Bills fans that have I, I've advertised this show to Bills fans, they've all put guns in their mouth. Right they're now, like, they're going gonna... <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Bills Mafia is hiring real members of the Mafia to come kill me for advertising a Bills podcast to them. So we will be getting to Alex Van Pelt right after the break. But this, so this is this is the reality: is we're we're living in a one bedroom, kind of small apartment right now. We both do voiceover stuff. You know, you for your job, me for mine. When Liz does her voiceover, she has a very high-powered mic. 
she from the bedroom will come out to where I am in the living room and be like, all quiet, no talking. The microphone picks up everything. And it's really, a, it, it is legitimately a powerful microphone. Like if I fart in the other room, <laughs> you stick your head out from the window and go, I said quiet. <laughs> so today I am recording a bit uh, for this podcast. And I literally hear what sounds like the air conditioner falling. Like that sounds like the air conditioner clicking like, like the weight of the air conditioner is about to collapse into the... That's what I thought was happening. I thought there was an issue with our air conditioner. And then I turn around. It was Liz clipping her toenails like right next to the microphone as I was recording a bit. Liz, what do you have to say for yourself? I have nothing to say for myself. That is abhorrent behavior. And this is my official apology. Oh, wow. I accept. Let's move on past it. The real thing is I didn't know you were recording, and if I knew you were recording, I wouldn't have clipped my fingernails. It's a, it a, it a little funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, like we listen back no, to it. No, we listen back. It's very loud, and it's it's objectively funny. Yeah. <laughs> objectively funny. Objectively I mean, gross, I would say. I now you have to put that one in if we're talking about it. It might. We'll see. Like, this might be. This is why I need a Patreon, okay? The Patreon... You know, you pay $5 a month, you get to hear Liz clipping her toenails while I'm doing like that, a gay British They were my voice. fingernails. I'm worried about you Those advertising. Those were fingernails? Those were my fingernails. I'm worried about you advertising me clipping my toenails to strangers on the internet because that's something else. What's wrong with to- clipping your toenails? I, I'm sure that's a fetish somewhere. You, but you're saying like fingernails. And you're just, telling, you're just saying that's behind a paywall. It seems like you're implying something. <laughs> you were just telling me today that you know somebody that has like a hand. No, that's our friend. Oh, I thought that, that was... Oops, bleep <laughs> that name out. Our friend was telling us about somebody that she knows who has a hand only fans. So I'm saying, I bet she clips her, her fingernails, fingernails oh there boy. and pays. Look, somebody, uh, this reaches enough, po- right now I'm getting about 300 listeners an episode. I don't mind sharing the numbers with you guys. So 300 listeners, somebody's into fingernail and toenail. Somebody is enjoying this too much. Okay, that's just fair to say. This is just numbers. This is this is just statistics, not my opinion. All right, you're upset. We're going to get into the first pre-planned bit right now. Who knows what it'll be? I think something that my guests will enjoy. Hopefully you guys will as well. Bring in the backups presents Deep Breath. A practice of mindfulness and meditation. And a deep breath in and a deep Close your eyes and breathe. Notice how every breath you take has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Pay attention to each breath as you take it. Take note. Notes. Notes are great. I've gotten a couple notes on my podcast. Asking, why don't I ever have quarterbacks on the show? Great question. I've noted that none of the people who ever say that offer to reach out to quarterbacks on social media and mention my show directly to them. What the fuck was that noise? Okay, look, I bet my life the guy emailing me is the same guy not reviewing my show on Apple Podcasts. So maybe if he gave me those five fucking little stars, the show would grow and I wouldn't have to convince Charlie Fry 
that I'm not a psycho dancing around my studio apartment wearing his oversized jersey like a nightgown. Okay, seriously, the time it takes to write me a shitty email, you could just at mention Charlie Fry yourself, couldn't you? And now he's never going to come on the fucking show because I'm doing this. And a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Just breathe. All right, we're back from the first bit. Liz, your thoughts? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just what did you just... Did you just hit yourself in the face with the mic? <laughs> yeah. Put the mic back in the holder. I'm losing my mind. What? It's not I that just, late. It's late for me. And I just tried to take the mic out of the stand, and I knocked myself in the eyeball with it. Oh God! All right, look, I'm gonna. Uh, look, it looks like I'm gonna have to carry a little bit of this show. Liz is melting down here. <laughs> I'm let's. So sorry. Let's get into Alex Van Pelt, Bills Mafia, huh? We got a friend whose name we won't say, but you remember our friend that lives in Buffalo that was a big Bills fan? Yeah. Let's say his initials. I don't, I don't know his last name. I, I do know his last name, but not off the top of my head. R. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Boom! I got it. You MR. got it. You're a better friend. Mr. Than me. It's. Do you think he's going to listen to this? Matthias <laughs> Revere. Uh, I don't know. I'll message him, see if he finds it. Alex Van Pelt, all right? This guy is an American football coach currently for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but we know him. Huh? Bill's Mafia knows him as the backup for the Bills from 1994 to 2003. Woo! That's a good run, That's baby. That's a long career, right? That's a long career for an eighth-round pick. I don't know much about football, but I know that's a long time to stick around. The average football career lasts about 15 minutes. <laughs> so that's not bad. Uh, let's talk about his college career. Van Pelt played at Pittsburgh, all right? he When he graduated, Van Pelt held the school passing record previously set by Dan Marino, who is obviously all-time great. I'd put Dan Marino in the top five quarterbacks of all time, and that's without a Super Bowl. This dude is awesome. Same. Uh, you don't have to agree. <laughs> I appreciate you trying. Uh, do you know who Dan, you know who Dan Marino is, uh, right? Yeah. Do you really not know who Dan Marino He's is? Great. Oh, this is this is embarrassing. You I don't love that guy. Oh my god. Okay. He's in my top five. That's enough. That's enough of that. So, uh, yeah, and and look, like I said, Van Pelt played very well in college. Do a bunch of touchdowns. Looks like he started pretty much all four seasons. So good for him. Now he gets drafted by the Steelers, released during training camp, and drafted late in like the eighth round. Uh, spends a little bit of time with the Kansas City Chiefs, but then 1994, he's on the Bills, and that's when things really take off for Alex Van Pelt. And by that, I mean he barely plays for 11 seasons. In 11 seasons, he only threw 16 touchdowns, which means he's throwing about a touchdown a season. Career numbers, 16 touchdowns, 24 interceptions. Not a good ratio. Not a good ratio. You want to be a little bit above 50% at least. But, hey, when you're a backup, that works. A passer rating of 64.1. Again, we're not... Uh, not lighting the world on fire, but let's look at his actual career here, though. Okay, he spends, he's got the time with the Chiefs, joins the Bills. Yeah, he gets injured in 1994. His first win as an NFL starter would come November 2nd, 1997, against Dan Marino. 
of the Miami Dolphins. Now, again, Liz doesn't know who Dan Marino is, but Gordon, oh my God, dude, we're trying to record a podcast. Did he poop today? I don't know if he did. Did you? Did he poop did, when you took him out? He did not poop when I took him in the... Did I take him in the morning or the afternoon? You, you might need to take him right now. I took him a little while ago. Did he poop in the morning? You took him in the morning. I don't know if he pooped. But he he's hasn't like, pooped today. He's acting like he has to take a shit right now. Should I go take him out? Go take him out. Okay. I'll be back. You'll be back. You're not helping the Alex Van Pelt <laughs> part of the podcast, no. so just get take out of here. Take it away. All right, take it away. My wife doesn't know who Dan Marino is, and I have her on my sports podcast. That's not good. Anyway, so his first win comes in uh, 97 against Dan Marino and the Dolphins. So think about that, man. He, he's playing against Dan Marino. He broke the dude's record at Pittsburgh, and then he beats him in the NFL. That's a badass move by Alex Van Pelt. I'm wondering, 1997, how old you got to be as a, a Bills fan to really remember a time like that in the team? You got to be like about my age, you know, 12 or 13. So in that mid-30s range, hopefully some of you guys remember Alex Van Pelt doing that. I think that's a, that's a pretty cool story. Then in 2001, he starts eight games going two and six. Well, not great, but he played just well enough to justify a contract extension that would allow the Bills to release... Failed Doug Flutie's successor, Rob Johnson. Oh, my God, Rob Johnson. One of the all-time insane moves anybody's ever done was the Rob Johnson plays a meaningless game in Week 17 for the Bills after Doug Flutie gets them to the playoffs. And then the Bills start Rob Johnson in the playoffs instead of Doug Flutie. Talk about backup betrayal. I mean, that's one that Buffalo, I feel, will never live down. Just a, a truly horrible move. But anyway, uh, so thank you, Alex Van Pelt. So, so far he's beaten Dan Marino, who went to his college, whose records he stole in college. Not stole him, beat him. Then he plays well enough to give Rob Johnson the boot. You're welcome, Buffalo fans. Jesus, could, could this guy be doing more for you as a third-string quarterback? And what else we say? Van Pelt would not start any games after 2001 due to a Bills trade with the New England Patriots for Drew Bledsoe, who became the full-time starting quarterback. Van Pelt remained with the team as Bledsoe's backup for the next two seasons before retiring. So he was pretty much done after that two and six run, even though he got the contract extension. In his 11-year career, yeah, we already got the numbers. 16 touchdowns, 24 interceptions. After retiring from football in 2004, Van Pelt was John Murphy's partner on Bill's radio network broadcast. He did color commentary for the radio broadcast of all Bill's games to the 2005 season. That's a quick, so it sounds like he sucked if he only got two seasons. Am I right? I don't know. Then he gets hired at University of Buffalo as a volunteer quarterbacks coach. So maybe he got another job. I don't know. Right into the show, Eric Helwig comedy at Gmail. If you're a Buffalo fan and you remember Alex Van Pelt as a broadcaster, I'd love to hear if he was good. My feeling is he wasn't good. If you're doing it for two years and you take a job at the University of Buffalo, you probably sucked at the job you had before. That's my guess. No offense, UB. University of Buffalo has a shitty football stadium, and they got one of the worst football stadiums in all of college football, as I've talked on this show many times before. Big Mac football fan. And uh, they are uh, they're not crushing it. Man, it... Liz is walking the dog right now. I, th I think you guys probably heard uh, Gordon going crazy before. She's she's pretty tired. I don't know if it's a good idea to have her on the show anymore. I might make an excuse to just let her not be on the show. But you can um, 
Follow my wife at Liz Galalis on uh, Instagram and Twitter if you'd like to. She's a fun follow. Then he played on the Frankfurt Galaxy, huh? NFL Europe in the NFL's de- developmental league in 2005, where he was responsible for the offensive play calling. No, he's the quarterbacks coach. I'm sorry, he's already into coaching in 2005. This guy knew he was going to coach. And the Bills hire him in 2006. Dick Duron was the head coach, and they make uh, Van Pelt the offensive quality control coach. I don't know what that means. This is a podcast where I don't pretend to know what things mean when I don't know. I don't know what the fuck an offensive quality control coach is. Does that just mean like somebody throws a touchdown and they look over to Alex Van Pelt and he's like, good quality. What does that mean? Make sure the offense is good? (laughs) I don't know what that means. On January 6, 2008, he gets promoted to quarterback's coach. Okay, so whatever offensive quality control coach is, it's below quarterback's coach. 2009, he gets promoted to offensive coordinator after Turk Schonert was fired. <laughs> fired. Turk Schonert, I think I did a bit on him earlier in the show. Then January 4, 2010, Van Pelt, along with the rest of the Bills coaching staff, was fired after a 6-10 and 10 season. All right, rough stuff. Gets hired by the Bucks as a quarterback's coach later that year, February 2010. And then uh, when Buccaneers head coach Raheem Morris was fired on January 2nd, 2012, the whole staff was like, oh, well, man, that's a lot of mass firings in a couple years for Alex Van Pelt. Jeez. Uh, when I had uh, Karen Margolis on the show, we talked about getting mass fired from a company. It's fun. Go back and check out that episode with Karen, by the way. I think it's a couple, about a month and a half old now, but. There's something hilarious about everybody getting fired all at once. Like, you do build a little bit of a camaraderie, I would say. So, it looks like Alex Van Pelt's had that experience twice. Then he goes to the Packers. Running backs coach. And then he he's the running backs coach. And then he gets promoted to quarterbacks coach up until 2018. Then the Bengals hire him as their quarterbacks coach. Then the Browns hire them him as... Their offensive coordinator, that's under Kevin Stefanski. And then Stefanski misses the team's wild card game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This was this year, January 10th, 2021. Van Pelt took over as offensive play caller for the game. And what happened, Browns fans? You know what happened. The Steelers got their asses beat by the Cleveland Browns. Van Pelt power, baby. This dude is on fucking fire. 16, 16 touchdowns in his NFL career. Look, that's at the highest level of competition. You know, 16 touchdowns, you can't suck if you do that. Dude's been mass-fired twice, comes back, leads the Browns when the best head coach in football is out for a playoff game, leads the Browns to a victory against the Steelers. I mean, look, we're obviously claiming Van Pelt for Buffalo right now. He's got his most ties to Buffalo, but Cleveland fans... Holy shit, you better love this guy as well. I mean, this dude is repping hard for backup quarterbacks. Every backup quarterback should be a a, a goddamn head coach if this is what it's going to be like. Way to go, AVP. I love it. Personal life. Van Pelt lives in Cleveland, Ohio with his wife, Brooke, and their three children. Okay, great. Well, obviously, he lives in Cleveland. He coaches for the fucking Browns. Is that, do we really need that sentence, Wikipedia? 
Yeah, I'd still say that the Bills get uh, ownership of this guy. You know, if you got to go with one city to identify Alex Van Pelt with in the NFL, it's it's Buffalo. He's a likable dude, and I got to say, his two teams he's most associated with, associated, associated with, Buffalo and Cleveland. That's got to be my second and third favorite teams after after the Eagles, just because, like I said, underdog guy. I'm for it. Buffalo lost four Super Bowls in a row. That's a, that's a shot in the balls. That's a couple shot in the balls. That's four shots in the balls consecutively. That's rough on any fan base. Anybody still with a team after that, that's a fucking diehard. You have my respect. So right off the bat, I'm rooting for the Bills. Then you go to the Cleveland Browns, another snake-bitten franchise. They had, a, they had their team fucking leave them in the middle of the night for another city. I mean... Can you imagine that? Can you imagine going to bed? If if I woke, if I went to bed with Liz tonight and I woke up in the morning and she was just living in Baltimore with another dude, I'd be furious. Uh, that's not a thing you come back from. But the Browns came back from it, man. The fan base came back, and now they're having success. This guy is integral in both of those places. Backing up, Jim Kelly. And Frank Reich getting a couple starts in there, but mostly sitting on the bench, not doing shit, you know, warming up everybody's food in the quarterback's room <laughs> when Jim Kelly gets hungry, taking lunch orders. I'm kidding. Am I ever going to get a backup quarterback on this show? <laughs> I know I complained about that in the fucking deep breath segment. It's true. I thought I had, I thought I had Charlie Fry. You know, he was liking all the stuff about his show on Instagram. I was like, oh, my God, I think he listened to it. I wrote him. I was like, hey, man, here's your episode. Take a listen. I'd love to have you on. Radio silence. I don't know what, it, I, don't know what I said to Charlie Fry or about Charlie Fry on the last podcast to dissuade him from coming on, but I said something. It might have been ensuring him that I won't bring up that he threw a lot of touchdown passes to Kellen Winslow Jr., who is now in jail for some unspeakable shit. And I was like, I promise I won't mention him. But it's like that thing where it's like you say it, and it just now it's in the atmosphere, and Charlie may have heard that and said, fuck this guy. Also, he may have just been like, why would I go on a shitty comedy podcast? So, like, I get it. But then I thought I had, uh, I believe it's pronounced uh, Gibran Hamden. I could be saying that wrong. But he was, I believe, the first Palestinian quarterback in the NFL. He also happened to have gone to my high school. When I was a freshman in high school at O'Connell in Arlington, Virginia, Bishop Dennis J. O'Connell, um, I, again, I hope I'm saying his name right, Gibran Hamden, maybe it's Gibran. Uh, but he was the starting quarterback, and I just remember him being like eight feet tall. That's all I remember about him, is the dude was really tall. Now, you know, I was young to be in high school, so I was about four foot one. <laughs> but he really, he really seemed like, like a full-grown man. Like, he had, like, a beard. I remember he was the center, center on the uh, basketball team, plus the starting cornerback. He wasn't as good as basketball. I remember him being a little stiff on the court. You know, football was definitely more his thing. And now I know what I've said to make sure that he never comes on the show. I've probably mispronounced his name three times and told him he sucked at basketball. But I thought I was going to get him on the show because he was commenting on the stuff. I've made a post about him, just a little joke post, like who's going to win the Washington football team starting job this year? Maybe it's Jabron Hamden. 
Gibran Hamden. I don't. I should have researched how to say your name, bro. <laughs> but he commented on it. I was like, oh, maybe he's coming on. Wh- who's coming on my show? Like, I'm trying to tell these quarterbacks. I'm like, if you come on, you're going to have the bring in the backups boost. Okay, you're going to have 200 dudes living in the middle of the country liking all your Instagram posts. Who doesn't want that? Well, what is my show not offering to people that, that they don't find attractive as an option? So Hamden, I'm not going to get him. Fry, I don't think I'm going to get him either. But I, I want you guys to know I'm working on it. I'm trying to get these quarterbacks. I was only half joking in the deep breath section. If you, see, if you, if you know somebody on Instagram, somebody you'd like to see me talk to on the show, message them. Stop telling me. Use your own Instagram handle and be like, I listen to a podcast. You should go on it. And then message me, and then I'll message them, and they'll think this show is bigger than it is. That's how you do it, guys. It's all about leveraging people's credibility. Blah, 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 blah. You get it, all right? What I'm saying is social media's power. You can be the change you want to see in the world. Stop giving me fucking homework assignments and go get me Coy Detmer on this show. I know Coy Detmer's not busy. <laughs> the dude has 15 minutes to talk to me. No, but until then, you know, you'll get comics and uh, my wife. You'll have my wife on the show a bunch, and that's fine, you know? Like I said, who doesn't like hearing comics talk? Anyway, we're done with Alex Van Pelt. That was a, I think we've covered everything there is to talk about the man. And we want to do a shout-out to Bills fans, as always. We always try to rep, as best we can, the fan base uh, for the cities that identify with these guys and... You know, obviously, when it was the Cowboys, I shit all over Dallas. But basically, every team other than Dallas, I'll give you your props if you're a real diehard. And Bills fans, I think, uh, I got to be honest, I think you might be at the very top. I mean, that Bills Mafia thing, the, 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 the thing where you donated to Andy Dalton's charity a couple years ago, that was really cool. Like, you guys do cool shit. Bills Mafia is great. And also, you know, I'm just started on The Sopranos, just uh, worked my way into season two. So even the fact that Mafia is in the, like, I just like it. I'm into the Bills right now. I think you should go back to those red helmets. I mean, that's, that's not even a question. You go, you just wear what you were wearing in the 90s. I say that about everybody, but the Bills should really go back to the Don Beebe, red helmet, blue jersey, white pants. Right. That's a, that's a, that, to me, that's obvious. And, of course, during that time, the most recognizable player on the Bills was Don Beebe. Not Jim Kelly, not Thurman Thomas. Don Beebe. The Don Beebe red helmet. <laughs> Who didn't love Don Beebe? Do you guys remember that NFL highlights thing where he gets, like, it was like a, he gets hit and then he just bounces off of his head? And it's like a really cool shot because it's like he lands perfectly on his head and then flips back up. And I never once until three years ago thought that CTE was a thing. But watch the Don Beebe hit and just go like the human head is not meant to be just dropped like a pencil on us at a straight angle, just dropped head first (laughs) onto artificial cement like turf. Oh, you're back. What did I miss? Uh, Yeah, I don't even remember. Who gives a shit? Don Beebe. You're a big Don Beebe fan. He's in my top five. Uh, Way to work yourself. Did he take a shit? He pooped. Did he have a lot of poop? Uh, moderate 
moderate sized poop. He farted a couple of times and I was like, oh yeah, he's going to go. Yeah. I mean, he seems a lot more relaxed right now. Yeah. Is this something your listeners want to hear? About the bowel movements of our dog. Who ca- who cares? They're here already. So clearly they've already, they've, they, they feel invested in some way. So, but we should get to the next pre-planned bit. And we actually, this is exciting. This is always exciting. We have a sponsor on the podcast today. Ooh. Yeah, I always get excited for this because we don't have them that often. But, uh, you know, the podcast is growing. And you guys have been, uh, you know, I know I get on you for not doing the work that I should be doing and growing it. But you guys, seriously, like the, like the audience has grown pretty much every show since we started. And uh, that affords opportunities that we didn't have two or three months ago. And some pretty big companies have reached out. And this is a radio ad, a podcast ad, I guess, that we're getting paid for from a huge, huge, huge. company. You're moving on up in the world. So I'm going to play it for you guys, and I want you to enjoy it. And look, I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. I'd like you to go support this company, you know, once you hear the ad. So let's, uh, let's check it out right now and put a little smile on your face. The show's going places, and you guys are part of that journey. So here we go. Here at DiGiorno Pizza, we believe that anything is possible with a little ingenuity, guile, and out-of-the-box thinking. So we set out to make a gluten-free pizza with a thick crust that tastes delicious, unlike any other gluten-free pie on the market. And guess what? We did it. Now sit back and let me tell you about the best gluten-free pizza out there. Now when you think about cauliflower crust pizza or any of those gluten-free substitutes, let's be real. They taste like you're licking the ass crack of Gerard Depardieu in July after he's walked up 30 flights of stairs. No thanks. That's where DiGiorno comes in. We make our thick crust gluten-free pizza with wheat starch, which has gluten in it, so it tastes better. Then we use a half-assed process that takes out some gluten but leaves plenty in and then lobby Congress to weaken the labeling restrictions in the U.S. so we can say it's gluten-free even though it's not. Voila! Gluten-free pizza with gluten in it. What will DiGiorno think of next? So if you're a person with food allergies that can no longer trust the words gluten-free on food, feel free to suck our DiGiorno dick. Enjoy shitting and puking for two days, you pussies. DiGiorno Pizza. It's not delivery. It's diarrhea. You're going to get sued. (laughs) What? Fuck them. They're going to send you a cease and desist. Good. Fuck them. (laughs) I've been shitting for three days. Why do you put gluten-free on your goddamn pizza if there's still gluten in it? Seriously. No, I'm with you. It's bullshit. They can't sue me. No, we bought gluten-free, thick crust, DiGiorno pizza. As I'm sure you're all well aware, Eric was recently diagnosed with celiac disease. I haven't mentioned it on the podcast. <laughs> Not this once? No, nope, <laughs> I've never told him. And we didn't check the label because it said gluten-free in huge letters on the front of the box. And we ate it. It was delicious. I was excited, Marks by the way, because it, it's DiGiorno pizza and like all... Celiac pizza is like super thin crust. I don't yeah. really like yeah. thin I'll have crust that cauliflower pizza. crust shit. Yeah, this and this was like, oh my god, this is like a real slice of mm-hmm, pizza. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, it is a real slice of pizza because it has fucking the wheat. Second ingredient. In it. The second ingredient was wheat starch, and then in big letters underneath the ingredients, it said contains wheat. 
And as you all know, celiacs are allergic to wheat. I hope they sue me because I'm going to celiac.com and I'm getting an army of people that ate DiGiorno pizza and shat their brains out for three days. And we're going to storm their headquarters. Yeah, what it is is like in the U.S., there's I guess there's a process that removes gluten. Gluten is a protein out of the wheat and the FDA regulates if you have less than 20 something units of gluten, then you can advertise your products as gluten free, even though it's not. Yeah. What, guess what number Dan Marino wore? 17. 17. 17. I know this. You know this. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to see how close you would get. You, I mean, you guessed in a number that could be a quarterback. Yeah. You know what number he really was? 17. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go with that. You're saying it so confidently, I don't know what to say. I hope they fucking sue me, okay? That's what I hope. That, that'll be the publicity this show needs. I'll go on bigger podcasts, and I'll be the guy that got sued by DiGiorno. Yeah. Be fun. For like a mediocre fake ad. I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny, though. No, I thought it was hilarious. It was delightful. Great. You know, you know how I know something's funny is when someone says it like this, I thought it was hilarious. He didn't laugh. I did laugh. You, you, I laughed. Also, I read it and I heard you record it earlier. Yeah, that's right. All right. Things are always funnier the third time around. You know what? My codependence is really coming out right now. I'm like, I need you. I need to hear the laugh. (laughs) I need to see you laugh. All right, let's move on. Uh, Fuck DiGiorno's. Uh, We had a little, we had a good time, by the way. (laughs) You said that like we don't have a lot of good times. Liz, back up a little bit from the microphone. I have terrible spatial awareness. Yeah. I'm tired. People are going to think I'm beating the shit out of you. I'm going to be like, no, she had a microphone in front of her face and kept running into it. I'm going to do this. That's probably better. (sighs) At Bagiano's. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. Yeah. And usually I wouldn't name the restaurant, but it's a chain. So I feel like, you know, it's fine. Um, Yeah. Support the big corporate chains. Don't mention the local businesses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, because no, you don't want promise on bringing the backups <laughs> more for no, the guys no. who are winning. No, don't go. To, okay, fine. Don't go to Maggiano's. Go to the local <laughs> businesses. But I'm not going to tell you which local businesses to go to because then it gets all you know crowded and stuff. You don't want that. Yeah, we don't want those small well, no, I, I, businesses who are the underdogs. Okay, and, can I? No, that's not what I'm and saying. And the soul sisters of this podcast. Listen, don't listen, go to those. Listen, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying people should go to local businesses. But we don't want to mention ours because they're ours. No, we also don't want people to know where we live. Oh, that's a good point. That's that's all you needed to say. Well, <laughs> so you just you're flipping that quickly. <laughs> this is the thing you do where you're wrong. But then, like, as soon as you realize you're wrong, you don't, you never say that part. You just go, oh, yeah, and you act like the thing I've been saying is what you've been saying. I know we shouldn't say the name of the places we go because they're right next to our house. No, you're right. That's a good point. I'm wrong. Thank you're you. You're right. I don't, well, I'm not saying it like I need it like that, but I need the grace period where you acknowledge that we've been disagreeing on something for a second. We went to Maggiano's. Our first dinner. And don't go to Maggiano's. Go to a local, local Italian, Italian eatery, okay? We're not recommending this place, but mm. but that said, it was great. We had a great time. It was our first indoor dining experience since before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, gluten-free for Eric. Mm-hmm. The waiter gave him a free drink because he felt bad that he couldn't eat delicious gluten. I'll be telling every waiter at every restaurant I go to, it's my first time out with Celia yeah. to see if I can get a free drink. <laughs> that worked out pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What were you going to say about it? I was going to say it was great. I was say I thought it was funny that 
the the busboy bought out brought out bread. Yes. And I said, uh, you guys don't have any gluten-free bread, do you? And the guy goes, I'm pretty sure this bread's gluten-free. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. I think I, it was just a language barrier. I don't think it was a language barrier. No? no, I think he spoke perfectly fine English. I think he did the thing that I used to do. I did for 30 years of my life, which you is. don't I, care. You, no, it's not even that you don't care. It's that someone asks you a question and you fill it with an answer, even if you don't have one. And uh, that often leads to just making shit up. That's what I think that guy did. Possibly. Definitely. A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, you agree. You just don't have the will to argue no. about it. Um, so, yeah, we went to Maggiano's. That was fun. Uh, nice being out in a restaurant. I think it took you a little while to get used to the no mask. But yeah. once you did, it was. Uh, it's nice. It felt reckless. <laughs> it really did. It really did. Uh, not really. I mean, it did for you. I I had my chance to end my mental quarantine in Ohio a couple weeks bef- prior to this. So I'm I you know these masks. I mean I they're they, they're nothing to me. They're nothing. It's over. It's over for me. I'm excited about that. I do want to take a minute while we're here on our podcast speaking to millions. To thank the All Fired Up podcast. The boys at the All Fired Up podcast. Liz, you listen to this podcast religiously, correct? In my top five. (laughs) Uh, The boys, Ethan, Jordan, Joe, John, they all have names with J's. I just realized that. Are you guys like... Ethan doesn't start with J. Okay, but Jordan, Joe, and John, they sound like Mormon triplets. Am, Am I wrong? That's true. Yeah. The Duggar families, don't they all have J names? Is it Duggar or Duggar? No, it's the Duggars. The Duggars. I don't even know who the Duggars are. Why did I try to correct that? <laughs> who is? What is that? That show, 17 and Counting. That's what it is. No, I've heard the name. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, They're saying. all like Jezebel and Jessamine and Joshua and Jebediah. Yeah. I, I can't remember why, but I said that on, on one of these podcasts. I was making fun of... Uh, siblings with the same with names with the same first letter and multiple people let me know on twitter that that was very hurtful i think a lot of people do that what's like that about naming your kids naming the your same kids letters? at the same is, are they just lovers of alliteration high school poetry yeah tongue twisters i used to do that a lot when i would write poetry alliteration i'd be like the the bumbling bees have burst <laughs> through their breast. I don't know. I would just say that shit all the time. I would, I would always do the alliteration was like the first poetry thing that I learned. And so then I, I like overused it. Never advanced beyond first grade. <laughs> Not first grade. It's more like high school, like yeah. sophomore, junior year, high gotcha. school. Poetry sucks. You're an artsy bro. Yeah, but not for uh, poetry is annoying. Poetry. You wrote. You used to write poetry. I know, a lot. And, it's, and it sucked. This is what I'm saying: is like poetry put to something else is cool. Poetry in music is great. Poetry in uh, I don't know what else would you put it in? Like, um, when you say poetry in music, do you mean lyrics? Sure, Th- those are like little poems. Yeah, lyrics are poems. L- let me let me rephrase. Poems suck. Just reading poems. Do you ever just read a poem? I do. I read a poetry book a couple months ago. A collection of poems. Mm-hmm. That's not reading a book. 
I count it. Eight. Anything you can find on goodreads.com, I'd count as a book. It's a pretty quick read, though. Yeah. It seems like it seems Says like. Says the guy who's been reading <laughs> Sapiens <laughs> for three years. No, it's che- it's cheating. It's a cheating read. It's like it's like reading those books that have like an illustration on every other page. It's not a real read. It's, it's not a real thing, read. Eric, here's the thing. Reading doesn't need to be a miserable experience. Yes, it does. You can read yes, things does. that you enjoy. You can read things that don't take a long time to read. That's still reading. Reading is you are reading about something you don't want to learn about. <laughs> and your father is yelling at you <laughs> and telling you that drinking water is gay. That's <laughs> reading. And that's how I learned to read. I won a lot of reading contests when I was a child. Like I read the most books in a summer. That's nice. Let's get back to the All Fired Up podcast. Though. I don't feel like I gave these guys oh, the yeah, proper due. Do follow follow uh, All Fired Up on Instagram and Twitter uh, at their, uh, their handle is um, <laughs> All Fired Up. I don't know. I don't know what their fucking handle is. I didn't do that much research for the podcast. I've been shitting. That's what I've been up to. All right. DiGiorno's fucked me, guys. Fly is open. Yeah, well, who cares? It's you. Like I'm just. Com- I know, but I just noticed. I'm comfortable. I just noticed. So I don't know. My my pants are almost completely off. <laughs> I thought about doing this in my boxers. What we walk around? We haven't put pants on for a year. No, I know. I just I don't know. Just Look, thought it would be a nice visual for the listeners at home to know that I'm <laughs> my my pants are my dick is basically out of my pants. The way our the way our apartment is set up, there's a huge window. That just looks into our entire apartment. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this is the easiest apartment to break into. Part of the reason why I don't let people know our local businesses. Sure. Come on in, take what they need. We have a pit bull who doesn't know he's a pit bull. Yeah, yeah. We have a pit bull that thinks he's a fucking little fluffy dog. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think Gordon could f somebody up. I think he could. Why did I say f somebody up? Like I'm afraid to curse <laughs> on this fucking podcast. I curse all the time. We're getting close to an hour here, but I still have another pre-planned bit for people. Oh, yeah. Breathe a sigh of relief. You know, you're going to get followers from this. Maybe. If, if my listeners are upset by... You remember what your reason was for originally not wanting I to come on this show? I don't want anybody to call me a cunt. <laughs> and that stands today. <laughs> Please don't call me a cunt. I feel like the more you say it, the, the, more, more, li- the more likely, likely it, is. it is to it's, happen. Here's what it is. It seems like you It's going to be like the tagline to your show. It's Oh, now that I said that, <laughs> it's going to be... No. Bring this, in the back us with Eric Helwig. Don't call his wife a cunt. Listen, this is what it is. This is what it is. I feel like subconsciously you want someone to call no. you a cunt so that you don't have to come on the show anymore. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you have to reframe this show. This is a big no, it's opportunity. Fun. It's fun. I just don't know what I add to it because I know nothing about sports. It's fine. Nobody no, nobody cares. Let's get to this pre-planned bit, all right? We got to play this third one and then we, can, we can start to wrap it up. Bring in the backups presents Letters Home from the Bench. September 22nd, 2004. John Kitna writes To my betrothed Gail This moment is a lugubrious stain on the Bengal Tigers from Cincinnati 
My most atrocious fears have come to pass. Carson Palmer has usurped my command as quarterback. I've been consigned to duties I haven't rendered since I was a tyke, playing past the oblong leather object with my eldest brother Thurgood. Oh my, Thurgood Kitna was a vicious ruffian indeed. One day I grew stronger than him, and I awarded him with a trouncing as a cruel for how he treated me as a tot. But there's no trouncing Carson Palmer. No, not at all. Not long ago, Carson blithely struck my chest to say congratulations on a completed pass. I told no one, but he pulverized my collarbone. Gail, pack the house, caution the children. We must flee Cincinnati at once. Memories we've assembled in this place will echo in eternity. As always, signed with love, John. Harrowing words there from uh, John Kitten. I think I'm going to quit the podcast. Oh, no. I think this is going to be the final episode. Oh, no. What do you think? I don't know. That'd make me sad. That would make you sad? Yeah, you've been really enjoying it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think I'll keep going then. Oh, okay, good. How'd you like that one-year-old birthday party we went to last week? It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. I like one-year-old birthday parties. Yeah, the kids don't know their people yet. Yeah, they don't. Do they have They're object? They're not aware of their existence. They do not have object permanence. I thought you get that at like six months. I don't know. I still don't have object permanence. No, you've literally hit your teeth <laughs> on the microphone like 85 times. No, I'm, I have ADHD and I learned this recently that people with ADHD struggle with object permanence. So like if we put something in a drawer, we forget it exists. Yeah, like toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> I have the spatial awareness of a toddler. Yeah, you're pretty bad. Yeah. Yesterday I went to go get a salad out of the fridge and you had clamped the the salad. Like we have a, what do you call it? Like Tupperware, like glass Tupperware that we bought, mm-hmm. nicer Tupperware. And you have to like, it fits on there to like clasp all four things to keep mm-hmm. food fresh. You clasped the salad on, but it was like halfway off, Oops. which I didn't even think that was possible to do. <laughs> so the salad was just like, if you'd literally just touched it, it would have tipped over and spilled. Oops. Yeah, the salad was like no good. Sorry, anymore. no, but like I, I'm sorry. I'm at the place now where like I don't get mad at it. I just yeah. more like marvel at it. I'm like, <laughs> how could she have thought that this was on? Like it's crazy. No, I something I do frequently. Oh man, is I don't screw the caps fully back onto my water bottles, and then I throw the water bottle in my purse, and then water <laughs> spills all over the inside of my purse. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, you do. You have ADHD. Is that an ADHD? It's probably an ADHD thing. I'm probably getting distracted halfway through screwing it on and I'm forgetting what I'm doing. Yeah. That happens like nine out of 10 times that I have to put a water bottle in my purse. Look, it's weird. Like I, sometimes I'm like, it's helpful to know the thing that's going on and like to, to show yourself love and be like, I have this thing and this here are ways to improve it in my life. And then like, I go to like the way I was raised with you figure it out. You figure it, you figure it out, you do the thing, and that's the that's the way you do it. I'm like talking like <laughs> like I have a drill sergeant, which I kind of did. Yep. So like, I think there's like probably a con- there's like a combination of both, where like you find out 
you have ADHD, you learn tools for it. Yeah. And then you talk to yourself like a really woke drill sergeant. It's so much better this way. You have to be like, you have to learn to love yourself. <laughs> yeah. You have to give yourself tools. Yeah. You spend 15 minutes a day <laughs> cleaning a little bit. And slowly but surely, you see your patterns change. <laughs> you show yourself love and grace in moments where you fail. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of that. A little bit of that. We forgot to turn the AC off during this. Who gives a shit? Okay. I can kind of hear it in my headphones. Sex is not binary. <laughs> Just think what else can the woke drill sergeant scream at people? Very funny stuff. That's how you know a podcast is going good when the host whispers very funny stuff to himself <laughs> at the hour mark. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Tell the good people where they can follow you. Uh, I'm my name, Liz Galalis, across all platforms. That's Liz spelled L-I-Z. Last name, Galalis, spelled G-A-L-A-L-I-S. S's and Susan. Well, you could not have spelled that in a way <laughs> to make it more confusing, people. First off, oh, you don't need I'm to so tell sorry. people how to spell Liz. They got Liz. <laughs> I don't know. G-A-L-A. G-A-L-A-L-I-S. Didn't you say there was a way to say it that you felt? It's like gala Liz. Liz. Gala, like a party. Liz, like lisp without a P. That's nice. That's you know, what I'll start using. That's actually really, that's so much more helpful. You know what I do with my name? You know, you, you, you know what mine. Hell like the place, wig like the thing on your head. No, and if I'm somewhere where there, if I know I'm talking to like a devout Catholic, I go hell like the place you go if you masturbate. Yeah, you say that to the faces of many Catholics. I do. If I see somebody in a priest smock. It's not a smock. It's not a smock. It's a robe. <laughs> no, the, not the smock. What? The th what's the thing where you got like the little white collar? The collar? But then the, it's not a smock. It's just a collar and like a shirt, a black shirt there's and a, the white collar. You're, you're, you are, you're, you're talking like I'm saying something crazy, but there's a term for it. I don't know. You're gaslighting me I'm on my own. gaslighting On my own you. podcast after I've given oh, you God. hundreds of followers. I taught you the word gaslight and now it's all... You use against me. Yeah, because I'm being consistently gaslit. Oh, my God. Gaslighting is the worst thing you can do to a person. It's not great. It's the worst thing. It's a bad thing to do. There's nothing worse. Uh, look, guys, thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> Stop breathing exasperated gasp into the show. Treat me like, what's a podcast you listen to? The Daily? What's a podcast that you would be like excited to go on? Not the daily. I would be terrified to go on the daily. Give That's me, for smart people. Give me a podcast that you would go on. No. You listen to podcasts. Yeah, but now I feel put on the spot. <laughs> to say <laughs> to a say podcast. Of a podcast. I don't know. I like armchair expert. Great. So if you were going on armchair expert, imagine like how you're you'd be like excited. Yeah. Have like if a, I have like, <laughs> have like a good energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but look. What's your argument going to be to not be a good guest no, on my podcast? My, I, if I were doing, if I had a podcast, you wouldn't be a thousand percent professional. Yes, I would. No, you would. I would come on. I would act like I've never met you before. <laughs> I would shake your hand. I'd wear a top hat. I would be, I would be very professional. I would bring a roast pheasant for you to eat Ooh. afterwards. Yeah, no, it would be... I'm going to start a podcast just for that experience. I would wear, like, dainty white gloves that you have to take off finger by finger, and I would place them on the 
How table. lovely. Yeah, it'd be a whole thing. Yeah. I wouldn't come on the podcast and be like, I can see your dick. <laughs> Speed it up. I didn't say that. Did the I dog just... take a shit today? <laughs> Oh, come on. It's part of the charm. It's part of the charm. It's why the people Did the dog take love a us. Dump? <laughs> people do love you. I got to say, I, I don't know how you come on the podcast and you're like, you couldn't be more over. And people are like, when is your wife coming back on? I'm like, she doesn't even want to come on. <laughs> she doesn't even, she doesn't even like it. She doesn't like being on the show. People hear you in the background half of the episodes, like doing the goddamn dishes. Yeah. It's going to change when we move it's to our new change. place. You're going to have your own space. going to have my own podcast studio, which is very exciting. I'm going to be starting a network of podcasts. Uh, I'm going to host probably three or four shows a week. Liz is going to be the co-host on all of them <laughs> and equally unexcited to do each episode. You're going to rip your microphone cord out if you keep doing that. There's, there's not enough space to do that. I, I stopped. All right. <laughs> We should get out of here. I feel like it's. I feel like we're we're skirting on getting into a real fight. Anyway, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Liz well, Galales. That was the question ten minutes ago. Yeah, at Liz Galales, and you are a great follow. You have a lot of really funny content. Thank that, uh, you. No, you you made an effort a couple. I I have good ago but inconsistent content. But you have a real job. I you do. Know, without saying this what your is job true. is, you got a real job. I have a real Hollywood. Jabby job. You, you got a jabby job on a real TV show. So, you know, the little Instagrammies aren't as important mm -hmm, as getting mm -hmm. that shit done. But once the, that job ends, which all jobs do, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll be back to making content for the sheep. Your words. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please review the show. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. And we'll see you on the next episode. Don't call me a cunt. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, Visit erichelwig.com, where you can follow on social media, join the newsletter, visit the merch store, or email me directly. If you're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, rate us five stars and write a review. If not, just subscribe from your preferred podcast platform. Lastly, if you know someone who would enjoy our content, please tell them about the show. That's erichelwig.com for all things backups, and we'll see you on the next episode.